two hosts. Tell me the most interesting thing on your mind right now. Sorry, I, 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 I was working on something. What was that? Two guests. You know, you guys really suck. Why is the floor wet? To one inept producer. Wikipedia! Wikipedia! Four intriguing topics. They talk, you listen. Disappointment follows. Welcome to That Was Disappointing. Remember to tip your veal and try the waitress. Okay, Art, I think Dave wants to know who is leading off this evening, so... Uh, oh, yeah, I guess we should talk about that. I think, uh, Joe, you should take the, the the lead. So why don't you go ahead and uh, pick it up for us, huh? Oh, I see. He put it in the chat. That's great. Nice. Okay. Um, Joe, why don't you welcome everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Bill coming. How is everyone doing? This is uh, that was disappointing, as you heard during our during our opening. How disappointing! Uh, as always, I am here with my cohort Art. Art, how are Hello. you doing this evening? I am wonderful, and you will be pleased to know that I got saucy and I started moving around all my uh, sound drops in a reorganization bid. You'll so tonight's going to be very interesting since I didn't finish. Nice. wonderful it's like they were good to begin with come on <laughs> well too late now <laughs> I, I i consolidated to to you know uh to a page of primary things but now i don't know where everything is so um just heard our producer there in the background dave dave how are you doing tonight that sounds about right oops sorry hang on there you go <laughs> Poor placement. Oh, great start. I'm doing well, Joe. Okay, I guess it means Dave's doing well. <laughs> we're, we are joined by Tim, who used to be a frequent guest, but he's been avoiding us like the plague. What is up, Tim? Uh, you know, same old, same old, you know, working and working and trying about that, trying not to die of COVID, you know, that sort of stuff. All right now, now we've now we got this in compelling radio because uh, it's always good to start out. So how you doing? Yeah, you know, work. No, I'm I'm doing pretty well. I I I, I didn't have a lot to say there, but in truth, things are doing pretty good. Groovy. And we are joined by another returning guest, uh, not the Chris from last week, but the uh, the Chris Robin. I, I believe I pronounced that correctly. Correct, Chris, or am I? technically up right it's a it's a it's pseudonym <laughs> on on facebook but you know single single <laughs> oh, well, if, you're, if, if you're a spy or something else i don't know what the hell you are so i mean you know i'm, I'm, I'm trying to who um, could say keep it light here. <laughs> <laughs> all right what is everybody drinking this evening art let's start with you oh, i just made a uh, bloody mary with um I'm almost done after all these years, my uh, old Bay season vodka. All right. So uh, we're getting there. So depending on how the show goes, I might even top that bottle off tonight, or I might just jump over to beer. Mm. And Chris, what do you have this evening? I, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I managed to swing by the Guinness Brewery and I was able to pick up some, uh, some of their limited edition cans from their, uh, their uh, um, curbside pickup. So this one is a station at 601, which is a black mm. IPA with a little bit of tangerine on there. 
Very Thanks. nice. Very nice. And Tim, what do you have this evening? We got the uh, Star Hill Breweries Snow Blind Doppelbach. It's uh, pretty tasty. You got it in the uh, like winter seasonal sample pack, and uh, all, all their beers were pretty solid out of that. But this is uh, one of my favorites. Mm, look at you guys being all chic and such. Dave, <laughs> what do you have? I got water. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> well, I, hey, I'm doing a diet. I was running a little bit late, so I just tossed to get our concoction as usual. And it's a, it's a good mix of whiskey and Diet Coke. So that's a classic staple. That's, yeah. It's probably about two or three shots in here. <laughs> Cheers. Nice. Lancha, everyone. <laughs> Guess. Mm. Well, I think everyone knows how the show goes. Uh, we have four topics all revolving around a central theme. And this week is the 1990s. And um, I guess Art does not have the Friends music. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Just so just so you all know, that was not planned at all. Like, I, I, I'm literally going to make a, make a joke of a Friends theme song. And Art had an awesome <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, if it's not, if that's not nineties enough for you, we can also go this way. Just nineties out the gate in every which way. But that's right, Joe. Continue on. I take my comment back about Art's bad <laughs> sound. It's nice to know, it's nice to know we can say whatever we want in this podcast now because the DMCA takedown is going to make sure it never, you know, stays on the air anyway. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are actually, uh, speaking of Art, we are actually going to lead off the evening with his topic. So, Art, what do you have for us? Yeah. So, 90s, love it or love it, it was a time. Uh, so, you know, I actually like to think of the 90s as being uh, almost like a three-act structure, where the early 90s was an effort to shake off the 80s. Then the mid 90s was really relishing in the turn of this particular decade of, you know, trying to, to break the rules, go grunge and all that other shit. And then we did another about face for the third act, the final third of the decade where suddenly prep was chic. You know, that's when I mean, you can really identify these periods purely by the fashion of the time. You know, so early 90s. Dawson. How did I know you talk about Dawson? I'm not talking about Dawson, you dick. That's that's <laughs> part of the fashion of the later part. Point of it is, early part, you're still got the vestiges of that tacky 80s blocky look. Then we went to the grunge thing, the hole in the holes in the jeans, the band t-shirt under the flannel shirt, the, the Chuck All-Stars were rocking. Then late 90s, we uh, transitioned uh, into, uh, as Joe said, Dawson's Creek. It was like the boy band era where dressing like Tim uh, Timberlake, uh, Justin Timberlake and um, uh, and all the other guys was suddenly OK. You know, you're wearing like the Henleys or the sweaters and the khakis and all this other shit. So what I want to ask everybody here is what was your favorite era of the 90s uh, and why? So for me, uh, look, as Joe's mentioned a few times. I definitely played out more of the late 90s and allowed that to affect my fashion sense and my overall social outings. But in my memories of it, I really did have a special place in my heart for the middle of it, you know, the, and that was middle school. 
the era of, of hold up jeans, band t-shirts and trying to grow your hair long and then parting it and just always, you know, moving it out of the way because it's so alt. I don't know whatever it was. It was just so rock, I guess. <laughs> you're sitting there rocking out to your Pearl Jam or your Offspring cassette tape as you're uh, riding your skateboard. I don't know. It just felt like there was something fun about that period. And uh, I guess it was just even more badass out of the three, if that's even a thing to say about any of the 90s being badass. But I, I don't know. I just felt like there was just something about the anti-establishment desire in that that particular period. But yeah, I, I'm a poser. I totally lived the last part of the 90s. Khakis, cargo pants, you know, fucking baggy shirts and polos and Henleys. Yeah, it's I, I was definitely Dawson, despite what my uh, my inner nature wanted me to be which was the, the grunge guy. What about you, Joe? You look like you're wearing a whole lot of thought in that brow. I've got to say, this is a great topic for a uh, panelist on our show who was born in like the mid nineties. So, so I'm, um, so I'm guessing he's going to be talking about his Oshkosh, bigosh fashion, but. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you once again for producer day for, vetting this topic awesome job uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well dave dave we've if there's one thing about dave we've known is he most certainly takes this job incredibly serious <laughs> he's a stalwart I, professional thank you very much that's right top <laughs> top of his importance list what, what, in the day I, i'm doing my draft what, what, <laughs> yeah, that's about right <laughs> I hope your sports ball team in your mind loses. <laughs> I would Maryland all the way, baby. Even though I didn't really rock the fashion, I, I you know, I, I really dig the grunge era, era of music um, and such. And if, I guess this is a tough question for me to answer because as those of you who who knew me in high school. Well, no, I, I never wore jeans. So that's I mean, for damn it's sure. Like, <laughs> what's that? I said that's for damn sure. So so it's really I didn't rock any certain fashion of, of like the '90s. It's not like I could say that I copied you know, Dawson or or anything else. But but as far as the look I could get behind, it, it really was the grunge look. Just because while I didn't sport it myself, some of my favorite bands from that time did you know such as uh such as nirvana allison chains who i especially loved um i guess did did marilyn manson really have did marilyn manson trent reznor and such did they really have like a fashion sense about them i mean uh, well, other than the fact that they were mostly naked on stage i was gonna say trent reznor leather pants yeah so leather um, pants marilyn no manson, shirt. yeah marilyn manson was uh, blood i don't know yeah, yeah just because I, I was huge into that scene as well but i was not like the goth kids at school who who wore like dark eyeliner and dressed in all black and such you know so i guess i'm like i guess i'm really a man out of time here uh but that said grunge music very very cool so that's my answer to to this question uh tim uh what do you think so i got to say one thing that i absolutely loved about the 90s that i wish was still like i guess in vogue is just simply put pants that do not restrict my movement 
because you had <laughs> yes. like the big loose jeans with the holes in them. And then you had the cargo pants, like throughout pretty much the entire nineties, I could actually like walk, run, jump, kick without, you know, worrying about ripping my pants. And I really missed that. Um, that said, I think the, the fashion trends that I kind of leaned into most in the nineties was probably the, the grunge era I had. I spent a lot of time wearing t-shirts with like a button up, like you know, pl- pl- plaid or flannel shirt or something over it. Or, you know, like that was, that was a, a big look for me back then. And of course I had the, the hair parted in the middle, you know, longer, longer and everything. And yeah, so I, I'd go with the grunge. So that is two votes for grunge and art. Art, what was your vote again? It had signed to. I vote for grunge, but I was just admitting to the fact that I really lit. Well, you did the same thing, Joe. I mean, except you were worse. At least I wore cargo pants, which is dress pants with extra shit sewn onto it. You wore straight up dress slacks everywhere you went. Like you were like stepping out of the, you know, men's warehouse every day when you went to school. <laughs> but so uh, rumor started in college, I think because of the way I dressed that. I was gay. So it was <laughs> apparently that that was a rumor going on. Okay. <laughs> where's my where's my sound drop for air quotes? Rumor. <laughs> Just kidding, Joe. You are good as you are, and there's no judgment. We love you. And everybody's oh, I, I don't me. care. I mean, I don't care. I think I think you do care, Joe. <laughs> but no, I actually never heard that rumor. But no, the point is that I vote for grunge even though I lived the late 90s style. And uh, Chris, I, I think he only remembers the late 90s, uh, and he might have seen anything else in the documentary on PBS, if PBS was still around in the early aughts. But, uh, you know, what do you got, Chris? When I was told to, or when, rather, when I was asked to invite, to be invited onto this episode, I, and the fact that it was 90s, I don't know why I was really, uh, you know, invited, basically, because, you know, I only lived there for seven years, remember it for five or four or something, so I don't know. But, um because my parents were, you know, raised in the seventies and they got married in the eighties, I was definitely dressed. If we're going attire wise, I was definitely dressed in the very early, the the first uh, chapter of the nineties attire, basically. So I don't know. They're really, really ugly eighties clothes is what it was. (laughs) So, so let me ask you, if you were a child of the night, or excuse me, if, if you were, if you were, our age, if you were a decrepit old man like us nowadays, <laughs> how do you think you would have dressed in the nineties? Like, like what fashion style would you have? Well, currently? based on what I kind of naturally devolved to in high school mm-hmm. in the two thousands, it was the more grungy area, grungy grunge uh, uh, clothing at least, you know, but also kind of bordering the line with the, also the really, crappy 80s stuff so i don't know a combination of the first two at least so right down the middle. so grunge all around then it sounds like um although i did like the part that art had to once again throw in um about his uh how how dawson partly inspired him especially since that was what a year in like the 90s since since you know dawson i know it was like 98 or 99 and then it went straight in the 2000s <laughs> Well, you know, I, uh, I I hang on to things. What am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave, how would you score that? Uh, points for Joe, who would rock the khakis and then listen to uh, some Gordon Lightfoot, followed immediately <laughs> oh, by man. Marilyn Manson. It's just unbelievable. I have a very nope. quick taste. What can I say? Hi, 
Aren't you that guy everybody hates? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> All right, that brings I'm us not. to Tim next. Tim, what is your topic for this evening? So one of the big things I remember in the 90s is there was always some sort of big, crazy, like, fad toy or game that was coming out and everybody was going nuts about so I was wondering, like, if, if you could pick one, like, crazy fad toy or, or game to, like, make a comeback and, like, see, see, get popular again, what would it be? One of the Ooh, things I, I was thinking I, about, yeah, there's just a lot of good ones. Yeah. I was thinking about this, and I was like, well, you know, like, there's a couple of them that I had that were pretty cool. And I was like, but you know what I would really like to see? Because, honestly, even as an adult, I would probably mess around with these damn things and break an ankle, is moon shoes. Those oh, things were moon awesome. shoes. I would love to see moon shoes make a comeback, have people out, you know, get people outside, get exercise, you know, like kids these days are just sitting inside playing video games all the time. Well, there's a lot of ambulance chaser lawyers that would love that shit because yeah. in today's excessively litigious America, my Lord, they would go after that. But yeah. Yeah. I would like to see people actually playing with moon shoes. Yeah. Did you ever play with moon shoes though yourself? Uh, or I had just a memory. I had a neighbor who had them. I didn't have them myself, so I did get to play with them a couple times. And I will say that I I didn't break anything, but I definitely scraped the shit out of my shins a couple of times because of the way <laughs> those things are designed. But I don't care. I, I mean, I was a kid. I didn't care, man. I kept going. It was fun. I did crazy so, shit. So you're gonna have to help me out here. What are moon shoes exactly? So, so basically what a moon shoes is, is it's like kind of like an oval cylinder type thing that like is, you know, bigger than the shape of your foot so that you can fit your foot into it. And then there's elastic, like springy straps and a little like platform you put your foot on and strap your foot to. So when you jump, like the elastic will go down and then back up and then like launch you up into the air. They're like little, basically like shoe boxes with elastic in them, essentially. They were really simple, but they're like trampolines for your feet just yeah they're little feet trampolines yeah you strap trampolines you, for your feet. it made you look like you're walking around like some sort of minotaur but um <laughs> they, it sounds a little bit like a pogo stick on your feet yeah exactly yeah i mean it, it really uh, like a miniature trampoline strapped to each foot is more accurate of a description interesting um art what do you think i have no idea what this is going to sound like but this would be it Nope, that's not it at all. Okay. <laughs> um, hold on, maybe this one. Maybe this one. <laughs> okay, that did not work either. All right, fuck it. I'll say it. Pogs. I want pogs again, goddammit. <laughs> Pogs are awesome. You could collect the shit out of them. They were literally a seemingly never-ending supply of these shitty little cardboard rings. And then you'd buy that little metal disc that you would just beat the shit out of the pile of them to see how many you could get from your friends. Um, and it was great because it's a collection game. It was almost like gambling for, for kids of the 90s. Uh, it had like it was like a new version of marbles or a revamp, you know. Um, and uh yeah man i don't know pogs are stupid as shit but man they were so much fun it wasn't almost gambling it was gambling the way everybody <laughs> i knew played we we played for each other like you'd always play for like the pog or whatever yeah like, yeah you play yeah. for the pogs you yeah. had to yeah exactly so you'd always end up taking other people's stuff or going home crying like you know it, it was 
all about taking everybody's shit. I'm jealous that Dave actually <laughs> still has his. I have no idea. Minor loss to time. But I still remember that plastic cylinder that you'd keep them in. It was, uh, you know, it was like a partial, partially the size of a Pringles tube. And, and the contents were just as disappointing. Uh, it was a lot of fun, man. It was, I really miss Pogs. And now you want to talk about flash in the pan, man. That's, that shit seemed to hit the airwaves. It blew up. And very much like the aftershock, it just sucked it back into itself and disappeared. Pogs. And uh, by the way, the sound clip I played was called Pog Champ. And I don't know why it did that, but it was apparently a hair metal band. <laughs> I guess singing about Pogs, maybe. Who really I'm not Pogs. sure. Um, let's see what happens to Pog Champ 2. There you go. Pog Champ. That's what I like to do. Pog Champ, uh, there's more of these but anyway somebody else pick up the agora <laughs> someone oh, hold on what did you say joe nothing chips and bigora <laughs> that's a good drop um so chris let's hear about some of those uh those those newfangled 90s toys that you rocked there in your crib what's the <laughs> so what's, what's the, what really was the question the question was uh, specifically like toys or just like a fad from the 90s boys, that boys or games like games games could count too yeah something, something you play with basically okay okay um can i go with a video game sure why not i'll allow it so i i still have the game i haven't played it but i have watched the gameplay and it's a lot of fun regardless but do you have you all ever played the uh the goosebumps escape from horror horror land on the Cannot actually the, say that I have. Did you say it was enough. Goosebumps? Goosebumps. And yeah. what platform was it on? This is on PC. Wow, I'm not familiar with that one. So you could find it on you could find it on YouTube. I there's a there's a YouTube channel called The World of Long Plays. I think is what it was. But they they it's just uh they just played the whole game. But it's a it's just a lot of fun. I mean, I read the whole book series when I was a kid, and uh, yeah. I think the game came out in '97. And we, whenever we went to visit my dad's, uh, my dad's old roommate down in North Carolina, we would. Uh, his kids were always older, probably your uh, you guys' age, uh, practically dust now. Yeah. And uh, they would, uh, they would, um, you know, they'd have to entertain us, me and my sister, and they would put on this uh, this Goosebumps game, and uh, it was rocking. It was awesome. Yeah. What? What? I I didn't name a video game for mine just because when it comes to '90s area. Uh, era too many game. man there's there's so much good stuff i mean like super nintendo as a console period is like a masterpiece plus pc gaming i mean the warcraft games like you know it's just there's just too much to talk about <laughs> maybe that'll be our one of our theme episodes sometime joe we'll just have a uh, pc gaming from its glory days oh man seventh get guess. down that rabbit hole of that's gonna Sierra. have to be like a 10-hour episode <laughs> yeah I, you know what joe could do straight up an hour on phantasmagoria 2 alone I could. i could great game which you actually clued me into like like you actually lo- loaned me your copy back in a day shh that's piracy <laughs> <laughs> you know i would have to say and i don't think it's a thing anymore which is why i'm going with this but you, you know around the 90s most of us Chris not included due to his age 
but most of us were coming into our sexuality and such. And so most well, you don't know about that about Chris. He could have been a really, <laughs> really, really early bloomer. bloomer, man. He could have been like, you know, horning it up about the age of six. We don't know. I would <sighs> Chris is just like, no. <laughs> there was something about your and Again, it's not the same nowadays because, like, you know, like you turn on cable. Well, for those of us, you know, you know, I've cut the cord now, but you know how they have all kinds of different, you know, porn, horrific channels and such. And <laughs> there was something about back in the day, whether it be pornography on cable or whether it was pay per views, and you couldn't see it, but there was like the squiggly lines and oh yeah stuff. the scrambled porn yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah yeah and, and, yeah like the descrambler and you know i kind of yeah, miss that and, shit yeah you're looking for a nipple yeah i think that there's something kind of enticing about that because it's like it's it's not technically illegal what you're doing but you're but you're trying to do something illegal and that makes sense yeah. you know because like it's because you can kind of see it but you're not meant to see it and there's something about that first I, I really think that that kind of your first adventure into pornography that is be be because nowadays porn is everywhere, you know, or <laughs> so so I've been told. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but uh, but but there's something about how rare it was back then. You know, there was like the Playboy Channel, and that you know, and maybe spice i think was the name of the other channel that spice is yeah one. that yeah. came into then, the, the later 90s yeah yeah then there well, was of course cinemax otherwise known as skinamax, skinamax yeah. yep and yeah and, and that to me was a 90s fad just that kind of first set you know there's, kind of, there's a there's a lot of things that are unique about people who grew up in that era you know having grown yeah, up yeah. with the invention of the internet things like that changing over from you know analog cable and things like that to digital uh, later in our life yeah like yeah. These, these are experiences that other people aren't going to really be able to relate to that really were formative for 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 most of us that yeah it's kind of crazy like, we, a it's strange generation. because i miss that you know what i mean yeah. you, you know it's strange because like because like i shouldn't miss that but i do <laughs> well it's just like that one time that i talked about missing the sound of a dial-up you know it's it's there's an inconvenience yeah. but there's also something just humbling and warm about these old memories like whether it be waiting 30 to seconds to 45 seconds to get on the aol if you had a, a fast modem or it's trying to look for a boob in scrambled porn i am very proud that i was able to pull that answer out of my ass especially considering i was going to bring up the 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 first launch of you know kind of the nintendo 64 and the uh, original playstation but of course chris went the video game route so, so I you should have brought up uh, the release of jaguar <laughs> <laughs> one of the few gaming systems that i never owned <laughs> <laughs> well i bet you i bet now you wish you would have because hey. i bet that thing's a pretty penny in a collector's I bet. mind I bet. All right, Dave, how would you score this topic? I want to give Art the points. I think all little kids should learn that they're going to lose if they bet. That's right. And uh, <laughs> go home and cry to their mom that they lost their slammer. Fuck yeah. So, How many points, damn it? Um, Ten cents. Oh, poke chat, poke chat, poke chat, poke chat, poke chat, poke chat, poke chat. All right. 
were slap bracelets a 90s thing yeah yes yeah god they were awesome <laughs> they were awesome for that one weekend <laughs> they were awesome except for that they cut the shit out of your arms all the time yeah it's Dude, some of those are made, again, talk about litigious America and you can't do that shit now. Some of those, they snapped with such a vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it pretty sure they, like they the actually, of a yeah, tape measure. It took a tape measure and just cut it into like yeah, little, they just little cut strips. It, they it with some fabric, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I actually have the next topic and um, Dave criticized my topic a little bit because he said that I talk too much about fighting. I guess I'm just, I, I guess I'm just a nasty person what can i say but but my topic has so remember that scene in anchorman and i realize that's not a 90s movie but the scene at the end of the movie when all of these stations square off with each other it's like you know it's uh like the two rival networks and then the pbs station and like like the telenova station and 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 such rick where did you get that grenade <laughs> I think you just killed. Some. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> um, my question is: If let's say that happened, except with boy bands of the '90s, so we only have like four options. No, no, there, there's more than you think. Later Actually, no, you're right. There's like another. Yeah, there's like there's five. more than you think because originally I was saying, you know, and sing a Backstreet Boys, and Dave said, well, perhaps you could include 98 degrees as well and i was like what song did they even say <laughs> you know so, so oh so dude you, you, so oh, you know them, if you hear them so, so i actually did some more research and you could have hansen show up you could have the new kids on the block show up and you could have drum roll please my choice oh, of, thank you my choice of the winner of the uh boy bands of the 90s battle royale boys to men baby <laughs> Motown Philly, that's all I got to say. The, the, those boys, as far as I know, were raised on the streets of Philadelphia, uh, just like Will Smith. And uh, and unlike him, uh, they didn't run from a fight. And, uh, you know, they, they sang a lot of beautiful ballads. But, uh, you know, but F- Philadelphia is a pretty mean city. I think that they could handle themselves. And I think that they would, uh, that, uh, they would jack up all those cutesy boys. That's just my, uh, yeah, you know, that's just just my opinion here. Uh, so, so are we are we talking about like them in the '90s, like at that age and whatnot, fighting? Are we talking about the, these people now Because hmm. that might that might impact my answer. Well, that's that's just complicating <laughs> things. <laughs> let's let's go with the '90s versions. Let's uh, let's keep it topical. All right, all right. You know, yeah, honestly, well, I, I'm gonna. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to actually go with another group that purely because of the fact that they were active in the year 1990 and then they came back for a reunion tour in 96 and 97 that it'll count. I'm going to go with New Edition <laughs> and talk about some dudes who were from Boston. So, you know, Philly's a dangerous town. You know, Boston, they know how to rumble too. And... <laughs> And, Al, you, you know, like them apples <laughs> yeah exactly you know hey don't don't sleep on the new edition man you know they, they'll be coming out swinging dude does insane <laughs> clown posse count as a boy band no they don't seriously dave <laughs> no, dave just <laughs> well i mean i don't know i mean they they could count as a boy band i mean they no. just happen to have a different style no 
Why not? They they have they have the juggalos. That's like their their followings. You know, that's like Hansen any boy band has a following. Right? What? Hanson could beat up ICP. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, that, I'm not going to lie about that. That is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but to be fair, also anybody could beat up Hanson, so it really doesn't say very much about ICP. <laughs> uh, but before we re- we get on their radar and they start getting into a Twitter war with us. Uh, <laughs> Hey, free, else free publicity, up. man. Free publicity. Do it. That's right. <laughs> so, so Art went with New Edition then? Mm-hmm. New Edition, man. They'll be bringing out a fucking... They'll break out bottles, smash them on the ground, <laughs> and uh, there's a razor blade in the boot. They, they got this shit. That's how we do in Boston. I, I didn't know Boston was so violent. So, I mean, no, you do. I'm gonna be honest you with like you. Uh, you guys, speeches. you guys took like the only ones I was even thinking about in terms of <laughs> having any possibility of winning this thing. But then I was thinking about it, and you know, the new kids on the block. I mean, Donnie Wahlberg. You know, he's, he was he's a mean a son of a guy. Bitch. Like, and and you know, he bring his brother into it, even though he's not in the band. So yeah. like, you know, that's an extra hand uh, set of hands there to throw down. Um, I think I think new kids could hold their own pretty well. Uh, if I'm being honest, and. And I have to say about the Wahlbergs and and for all intents and purposes, and I do like Mark Wahlberg a lot as an actor, but you know, you read some stuff about this about what he did growing up prior to like Marky Mark and like the Funky Bunch and such, and he was kind of a piece of shit. I mean, he 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 was charged in like a racially motivated crime against. Uh, like a Vietnamese person or something like that, and uh, yeah. um, you, you, like I me, mean, this is all yeah, this is this is all proven stuff. You know, you know, it's kind of. I like, didn't say the people from Boston were good. I'm just saying that they're, <laughs> they're, they're mean. That's all. It, it, it's kind of like how how no one talks about how Matthew Broderick ran the person over and killed him. You know, back in like the eighties. You, you know, it's it, it's kind of like the same thing with Mark Wahlberg that the people don't talk about. You know what he did as well. That's not to say that that the people don't deserve forgiveness and such for their you know for 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 their sins. But it also sounds like he necessary he never necessarily atoned for what he did either. So uh, I gotta say, new kids, um, Donnie Wahlberg, especially if he, if he brings his brother into the mix as well. And, that's that's a pretty good combination there and that's a good one tim well thank you all right chris uh what do you think well i didn't really listen to a whole lot of 90s bands when in the 90s because i was listening to whatever my parents had on the radio because i'm you know i'm a child basically i Um, love you yeah basically (laughs) but if i had to choose based on whatever is like a 90s band i i think the obvious choice is the smashing pumpkins um if if there if, if if the question is uh who who would win in a fight well there was more of a boy band but i mean they are a band that's for they sure have yeah, band, but so. there was also a a lady in smashing pumpkins as well oh, Marcy. I have so Just i guess that's true so oh well so i guess uh i i guess it all comes down between a uh a how they call it a mexican standoff like in the good the bad and the ugly between new edition boys to men and new kids on the block so you know what here i'll i'll lean in and help chris out a bit uh we're all forgetting these diamonds in the rough lfo 
Um, but you know here's the problem though Uh, i did not realize this but apparently two of the members died (laughs) that the lead singer's dead yeah (laughs) so that makes it tough well no 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 no, no. not necessarily be because i did specify that it was back in the 90s back then so yeah it would be when they were okay well then yeah so while dave goes to score i'm gonna let everybody have this bed All right, Dave. I want to give this one to Boys to Mend. It's the end of the road for the rest of you all. Let's go with Yeah! What do I win? Two points, Boys to Mend. Two points, shit. Well, fuck that then. Well, I I had 10 cents and 10's better than two, so. I feel so bad that it just goes with the theme of this with the theme of this podcast in general because it it is disappointing chris i do apologize that we invited you on here for a 90 episode i gotta and... say this is pretty disappointing <laughs> <laughs> he's just sitting there just like this seriously this sucks you guys are the worst but, but it works so well with the podcast that's the thing it's brilliant you, you I mean, know, what would you rather have just like a whole bunch of people who have the exact same answers or someone who has a little exactly, exactly. yeah exactly without chris it's just like a nostalgic circle jerk you know we, we need to have somebody to break things up well i think i think what would really elevate this is if chris just kept getting angry at the fact that we like keep forgetting and referencing the fact that he wasn't around he's like dude what the fuck guys come on dude that's my little brother is six years younger than me and our favorite thing to do when we were little is we'd talk about something oh yeah chris you weren't born yet it pisses him (laughs) off so much i'm pretty sure he'd still get mad if we did that if we if we weren't so dumb people would talk about how brilliant we are with with including somebody who was born in the 90s in a 90s episode so that's true (laughs) So, Chris, uh, bring us home. Uh, what would you like to 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 talk with us old timers about here? So, you Huzzah! you old timers, yeah, the uh, the fellows that are practically dust currently. But you guys are in the yeah. height of your youth back in the day. You knew a little more of what was happening. I had a vague recollection of of this, but do you remember Y two K? So yes. I, oh, yes. Yes, I, I remember, I remember hearing about it. I remember hearing, you know, we had like the little bug that when you smash it, like with the little, it had a little sound in there, it crashed and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I, it's probably long gone and dead now, but regardless, we had a, with Y2K, I'm pretty sure my dad just like sat me down and was like, you know, nothing's going to happen. It's fine. We're all we're all going to be fine, but you know everyone else. For those who are unaware, who are listening to this podcast that are younger than I, even uh, what is it? Y two K is everyone thought the world was going to end when when the clock struck. Uh, oh yeah, we thought everything yeah. was going to go to shit. So so, yeah. so so the big yeah, like the big crazy thing is, uh, it, and I won't get too technical because you know computer nerd, but basically you know certain computer systems were only created to have a two digit year in their date because nobody really thought that far forward and when we you know got to the point that 1999 was getting ready to end we're going to go into 2000 like all these important computer systems that run you know banks and hospitals and things like that everyone was worried they were all going to break down everything was going to explode everyone was going to die 
when in reality, uh, I mean, even back then, I was already kind of a big computer nerd. I knew that the number of systems that would actually be impacted by this was really tiny because most of the important ones were already patched. And most of the other ones, like, didn't even have that bug to begin with, technically, because they were already ready to roll over, regardless of the two-digit date. But, yeah, some of the reactions people got were hilarious. I mean, I remember there were these parties people were having and, like, just people were going nuts like people were legitimately acting like the world was going to end doing shit that they regretted very strongly later (laughs) (laughs) it was it was a good time especially from the perspective of someone who wasn't worried about it (laughs) it's amazing the the question i have is like what was your own personal perspective of y2k and what did you do on uh on new year's eve when 1999 became 2000 well, Tim just said it was bullshit, right, Tim? Yeah, so, so, so I mean, I, I basically gave my answer, yeah. My perspective was that there was really nothing to worry about, but it's really fun to watch the people that think there is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just think it's amazing how every time there's this, you know, you know how, there's, how there's all these events that are going to result in just a complete cataclysm, you know, between y2k and then and then again with the mind calendar 2012 and you know and they come and pass and nothing ever you know and you still hear people say you know i can't talk about can't can't get too deep into the you know i still hear people say dumb shit you know with the most recent election that you know that there's you know it's alluded to in revelations and prophecy and you know oh this past february uh you know you know watch out for on february 8th or something like that 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 the world's about to end it, it comes and passes and nothing ever happens <laughs> i mean it, it 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 reminds me so much i don't know if any of you all uh watch the leftovers on hbo which was an absolutely brilliant show probably my favorite hbo show of all time and, and i'm a huge alert. Game of Thrones fan prior to the last season, uh, but the leftovers they had a group called the Guilty Remnant who um, basically wore all white and smoked and never talked. And their whole thing was that God had abandoned us. And so you know, and it, it kind of not getting too much into spoilers, but it kind of showed how they got their start back in I think the 1800s, and a lot of it had to do with these with this preacher. F- for telling that the world was going to end and then it came and passed and then happened. And then, you know, once again, it came and passed and then happened and how these, the few people he had left kind of turned into, you know, you know, just due to these constant events not happening, turned into this group. And it's, it, it just, it, I, I think if I remember right, back in 2000, I almost <laughs> not wanted something to, to happen, but it would have almost been exciting if something did, um, mean, meaning that no one got hurt or anything else. But if there were a few a few systems that got a little iffy or something like that, that, that would have been funny. Just, but I, I, I knew deep down in my heart, much like Tim, that shit all was going to happen and i say that you know not having a background in it and so it was to me it was much ado about nothing but i was secretly i was secretly hoping that there might be you know a few bells and whistles that might go off that is my recollection (laughs) how about you art well 
I think this news clip might say it all. Operative word, might. And work on this special night. Almost everyone is preparing for the worst. Potential Y2K computer crashes top the list. In Jersey City, 400 bankers will be ready to take calls from investors. They know they got to be working, <laughs> and they know that's the priority. And in and then the report goes on to show police actually arming up with shotguns in case of mass hysteria and looting. Um, Y2K, I, I mean, I was, we're all cognizant enough adults except for, for Mr. Robin here at the time. Um, he was still a child. Uh, he's just going to really never come back after the show. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> um, uh, I remember thinking when I first heard about it, I was genuinely concerned because I didn't know shit from Shinola. See, I, the Tim, you you always knew a bit more on the intricacies of computers. Like, even though I grew up building computers and and making our own, and even like starting back to when you plug it into a TV and use a, a fucking tape to record your programs. I didn't understand how things work any deeper than that and, and QBasic. So the idea of Y2K, I didn't really understand it. So at first when I heard it, I was a little concerned. But my dad, very much as in your life, was just like, look, there's nothing to worry about. You know, it, it, it's fine. It's fine. And I was like, oh, okay. But very much like Joe, I kind of did want a little bit of the world to burn. Um <laughs> Just because, you know, sometimes it's fun to watch Rome fall while you fiddle. Um, but of course, none of that happened. Um, in fact, I, I don't I don't think it's a real memory. I think it's probably a fabricated memory. But flashing back to New Year's Eve of two, 99 to 2000, I remember it was one of those, well, the clock flipped over and nothing happened. And then you start thinking, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Y2K according to which time zone? And then the snowball just started going. It's just like, well, if Britain didn't have an issue, then why would we have it if Asia didn't? <laughs> so, yeah, it was a kind of a movie like that. But yeah, it would have been fun to see some shit go sideways. I bet you there might be like a convenience store or something in Spokane that maybe fucked up their inventory system. I don't know. But, uh, you know, it, it was an interesting time. It was certainly interesting. And it's a very seminal moment to close out that that decade. It's kind of like that line in uh, with how we both wanted some hijinks uh, to come. It kind of reminds me of the line um, from, Al, you know, Michael Caine's character of Alfred in The Dark Knight when he's talking about the Joker and talking about the... Um, the guy they hunted in Africa and how he was like stealing jewels and then just, and then just, you know, basically tossing everything that was worth anything on like the side of the road. And, you know, Bruce Wayne, you know, asked, well, why would he do that? And, you know, he basically gives the Michael, K you know, Alfred basically says, you know, he found a great fun and so on and so forth. But then he ends the monologue, you know, with the great line, some people just want to watch the world burn. And I think that's you and me, Art. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, just to, you know, you know, but but without any, you know, mass injuries or deaths or anything. Just, you know, just a little bit of cuckoo-ness. Like if all the if all the credit card companies, you know, files got erased and everybody's debt got set back to zero. Yeah, that would have been kind of nice if the big banks got totally fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that would have been a great option too for um for 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 talking about fads once again, because it uh 
really a lot. There were a lot of great twists in '90s movies, with Fight Club and so and Sixth Sense and so on and so forth. Yeah, well, sorry, spoiler Sorry. alert. <laughs> Only a few decades late on that one. <laughs> Only. All right, fine. Instead, whiskey dick. Because <laughs> that's appropriate. All right, Dave. How would you score this topic? Uh, so all I could find is the state of Nevada reported that Y2K bug created problems for their systems only with families in need. <laughs> oh, Dave actually oh did of research. course it did. Dave actually did research. Holy shit. The bug Wait, only hold on affected. a second. Where's my dramatic hamster? God damn it. Or chipmunk. <laughs> This bug only affected people who were born in the year 1990. <laughs> it was corrected without serious impact to service. So, uh, just so you know, don't feel too bad, Chris, be, because our theme next week will be the 1940s. Oh, That's good. It's a great opportunity to see its truth in the future. Wait. Wait, so uh, so so who actually won that last topic, Dave? Uh, Tim's gonna party like it's 1999 with 99 points. Thank Woo-hoo! you. Oh well, great, All Tim, you won. Computer. It's about time. It's been on the show enough damn times. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. This this is just like when we have a poker game online. You just keep showing up, waiting for your turn to win. And <laughs> Tim, there are no winners here. It is all participation trophies no no no. that's chris's generation <laughs> oh that's true <laughs> oh chris is uh, that was the first time i saw chris do the eye look off to the side which means he's angry so i want to have i might think about unsubscribing who knows <laughs> <laughs> you might drop down to one <laughs> hey yeah. Chris, please, you you take away 50% of our, our listeners. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is All there right. anybody who has anything they would like to plug? Tim, let's start with you. Um, yeah, sure. Actually, the uh, one of the big reasons I actually haven't been available to work with you guys on this stuff lately is I've, I've been working on getting a company up and running. Um, Mountain Goat Games, um, developing video games. Uh, so mountaingoatgames.com or twitter.com. Uh, slash it's mntn goat games on there instagram.com slash mountain goat games facebook.com slash mountain goat games but uh there's not a whole lot of content content there at the, the time being because i'm still working on stuff uh we're in the middle of producing our first game so uh but content will come so if you want to go and like get signed up on mailing lists and things like that get the opportunity to maybe get in early get some early bird discounts on things like you know games and stuff when they release get the news that would be awesome that's dope. I didn't know you were doing that, man. Yeah, you should. Make yeah, a game. Yeah. You should uh, totally rip off that uh, one company and make a, a game called Mountain Goat Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's actually really cool. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to. Uh, wouldn't want to get on his bad side. He's, he's, I think he's a good what dude. you should do is is do a mo- uh, a game called Cyberpunk twenty seventy eight and do it right. <laughs> I'll give it some thought. But uh, yeah, I was actually going to mention this the last time I was on the podcast, but I hadn't actually got my uh, LLC registered and gotten the domain purchased and things like that. So I didn't want to didn't want to put it out there until I had the the, the legal protection. And what platform are these games going to be for? So uh, the plan for what I'm working on now is actually to release it on uh, 
multiple different platforms um, on PC, on like Steam, and you know potentially other uh, things on on PC, but definitely Steam, um, Nintendo Switch. Uh, I, I'm looking into the PlayStation and Xbox stuff, but there's some. It, we'll see. <laughs> cool, man. Let us nice. know if uh, if we can help somehow. We'll do. Yeah. And, uh, Chris, is there anything you would like to plug? Man, I, I don't have anything as cool as, as, as that, though, but uh, I, I still do some uh, film reviews under uh, on, on uh, Letterboxd under Darth Gnome. So uh, Darth, like, you know, Darth Maul or Darth Vader and stuff, and then Gnome without the G, so it's N-O-M-E. Um, but yeah, so I, I still do a whole bunch of film reviews, but again, nothing it's nothing as cool as uh, Mountain Go Games, that's for sure. Well, we don't know that yet. <laughs> Let's see how Mountain Goat Games goes. Yeah. Say, yeah, when, I, when I launch a game and it gets like a 10 on Metacritic, you'll feel pretty good about yourself. <laughs> yeah, if it, if it does really great, then whatever. But if it doesn't, it, you heard it here first. It was disappointing and we knew it from the beginning. You know, it'd be cool is if you have a, um, you know, this has been done in a few video games, Tim, where, uh, where there's like, you know, different radios around the levels and they can be playing our podcast. <laughs> he wants people to play his games not turn them off <laughs> yeah like that would be like our grand theft auto uh homages we're just one of the like, many no, channels you click through because you you hear a couple knuckleheads talking on there fun times rock and roll all right well uh that sounds like another uh, fine show has been put into the annals of our memories uh thank you very much for listening like and subscribe share with your friends Thank you to Tim. Thank you to Chris. And as always, I did say anal. I mean, anal. Sorry, Dave. He said anal. Anyway, we're going away now. I got the blues. I got the blues. I've got the alcoholic. No more beer. No more beer. My heart is cheering. A long time ago, I was in Burma. My friends and I were working for the local government. They were trying to buy the loyalty of tribal leaders by bribing them with precious stones. But their caravans were being raided in a forest north of Rangoon by a bandit. So we went looking for the stones. But in six months, we never met anyone who traded with him. One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit had been throwing them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was good sport. Because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned, or negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Pog-chan, pog-pog-pog-chan, pog-chan, pog-pog-pog-pog-pog-pog-pog-chan.